Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Late Night Date Night, the podcast where once a week I try to fill the empty hole inside of me by being left by my co-host. Joy to me this week is uh, very near and dear to me, uh, Gare Tomlin. Basically her other half. Okay, calm down. (laughs) I think think you're a little presumptuous there. I mean, Uh, we share two brain cells. (laughs) Yeah, all two of them. (laughs) Uh, Garrett never listened to the show because he hates me. Uh, I mean, she's never told me to listen either. That's true. Because, like, usually she likes to sell us her stuff. She's like, oh, I love my YouTube video. Watch this one. It's true. It's it's more because this has been, like, a personal project for me. Hmm. Like, at first it was a personal project for Lisa and I, and then she left me. And then, <laughs> as a co-host, not as a, as a partner. But Lisa's gone. <laughs> That's what I'm titling the podcast is clickbait. Uh, <laughs> at least left me and then you could put like a emoji face of you with just sad just eyes sobbing like, cat, yeah. the, the, that with that cat emoji or you know the meme with the cat with the really big eyes and just looks so sad yeah exactly <laughs> perfect you've already planned this out uh for those new to the podcast uh essentially once a week i sit down with either elise or a, a you know a guest host we both bring a topic to the table and we just have a fresh conversation about it so, as long as the other person thinks of a topic, which hopefully Gary will have thought of one by the time it's his turn. We'll uh, again, if you're new, we're live on Twitch every Wednesday, and if you want to be part of the conversation, you just leave a comment, and in between topics, we'll go and we'll integrate their comments into the, the conversation. Sounds good. All right, so uh, when I have guest hosts, I start with an icebreaker. Okay. So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. <laughs> two minutes. Which I think, I'm starting to think is too long for the amount of questions I've written down. But we'll see. Uh, And you have to answer as many questions as you can within the two minute time limit. And you could skip one question. And they have to be honest answers. They can't be just like goofy potato answers. I need your honest truth here. I need your truth, Garrett. So we're having deep conversation and then you're going to ice break me first? Yes. With aggressive (laughs) questioning? Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Are you ready? Sure. Oh, okay. So I was like, uh, this is a question for you. <laughs> All right. Two minutes have begun. What are your interests? My interests are um, video games, reading, um, public health things. Um, I love health stuff in general, so medical stuff is cool. <laughs> You're just like, I love watching Dr. Pipple Popper. I mean, that stuff is kind of gross, but like, it's still interesting because you know, like, you have to serve people in a certain way. Hmm... Not buying it. Uh, what's your favorite color? Pink. Tell me a secret. A secret. Um, oh, I don't keep secrets. Uh, a lot of people use this one as their pass. I feel like I really don't tell, like keep secrets. Um, it passed. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. What's the last good thing you watched? The last good thing I watched... Um, I mean, we watched Mortal Kombat, which was entertaining. <laughs> okay. Not good, but entertaining. Who do you look up to? Um, I really looked up to mom. You looked up with past tense? I look up to mom. <laughs> past tense only. I used to look up to mom. She's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, in her retirement. Uh, how many? Mm, two. Thank you. Favorite food? Pizza. <laughs> What's a pet peeve you have? Um, 
like when people text that thing that you're talking about that they send multiple separate texts. Oh, separate texts. Respond to. Oh, it's the worst. I'm just like you could make it one text with like a return key between them. Yes. So it's a paragraph. Yes, a hundred percent. Or you don't even need to make it separate; just a period, yeah. and then type another sentence. Uh, no shoes. No shirt. No service. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you. That's all the questions I have. And you made it just under two minutes. I'm really trying to think. I feel like secrets are so, like, obscure. <laughs> like, such an obscure thought. Like, I'm like... It is, but... Where am I keeping secrets from? But it's also... I I'm, I put that in my, my icebreaker questions in the hopes that one day someone's keeping something deep-seated down and it just breaks them. And they go, blah, 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 I murdered someone. Ah. And then I go, wow, this is going to be the best podcast of all time. That'd be fine. Yeah, so I'm just waiting for the icebreaker to break someone. Mm. Do people ever have answers? Yeah, kind of. I don't remember. I, I honestly, each week blurs into into the next. Huh. Hmm. But usually people will skip. That's the one people are like, skip. It's just like, Because it's the same reason as you, though. Not because they have a secret that they don't want to say, but more because they, they uh, can't think of a single secret they keep. Which is good. I'm glad the people I have on the show aren't. You know, Max murders. See, but, like, I feel like then, again, like, the concept of a secret means that I'm keeping something from you mm-hmm. versus, like, I might tell you if I'm not telling that person. It's true. So I guess, like, secrets are kind of, like, a complex thing. <laughs> well, that's not the topic. That's just an icebreaker <laughs> Yeah, but now I've gone very deep into it. <laughs> uh, because, uh, so I, I, before the show, told Garrett that I thought of two topics for this show because mm-hmm. I knew he was coming on. Um... Because, and I told him one is a heavier topic and one is lighter. I want to touch on the light topic just at the top. We'll keep it a short conversation. And then we'll jump into my actual topic, okay? Mm -hmm. So my first topic is tomorrow we're going to Disneyland Mm -hmm. to go to Galaxy's Edge. Because Garrett and I are both huge Star Wars Wars nerds. (laughs) Uh, And the the light topic I wanted to just briefly touch on is about like childlike wonder. Um... Because I think that's kind of the main draw of mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge, right? Is yeah. like capturing that feeling, yourself, yeah. yeah, of, you know, being a kid mm-hmm. in you know, enjoying something you love. Yeah. So what are your feelings about that? No, I definitely feel that. I think that like, you know, even just like seeing it, it was like weird to like imagine like, the, like it's like a Star Wars set in like the real world versus like, well, I know everything in the real world, <laughs> but it's like an interactive one, like where you could be in that environment versus it being more so like oh, I see this in a movie, I know that it's a real thing, but, like, I'll never be able to see all of these things there or be in that experience. So I think it's, like, really fun because, you know, especially growing up with something for so long that, like, you can still kind of have that, like, childlike wonderment, like, being able to enjoy it and be there and touch it and Uh see it. (laughs) Or, like, even, like, the idea of, like, building a lightsaber, like, you know, like, it's... You know, that wonderment of being able to touch those things, those parts, and, like, put them together and be like, this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a child. Yeah, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jedi now. So what is... I'm a Padawan is that learner. Where, is that what you're most looking forward to, is building the lightsaber? What about tomorrow, like, piques your interest the most? I mean, I think the lightsaber... You're like clam chowder. <laughs> uh, that's who it was. I mean, food. <laughs> um, now, I think that, um, definitely that, because it's, like, that's, like, a very niche kind of thing to be doing. Oh, yeah. Because, like, you know, 
those rides are rides. Like, mm-hmm. you've been on a roller coaster, you've been on a roller coaster. Yeah. You know, but, like, you never have the experience of, like, building a lifesaver. Yeah, like, living your no childhood way, fantasy. Yeah. yeah, like, in no way was the world built to be, like, you're going to build lifesavers. <laughs> you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, the most, that's what I'm most looking forward to, yeah. too. Um, I'm not looking forward to carrying the lifesaver around for the last half of the day, but other than that, looking forward to it. <laughs> You're like, I might beat someone with this. Yeah, no, I hear they give you a sheath, so you can, like, leave it in your, like, oh. on, your, on your back or something. I don't know. A sheath. That seems like a funny thing for a lifesaver. Yeah, I know. Especially, like, it, just, it just goes right through it. Uh, okay, well, so, still touching on that, is there anything in, like, a, a normal day that still gives you childlike wonder. Like, for example, uh, we've been watching the Studio Ghibli films, mm-hmm. and it wasn't... I, I don't know if it was, like, the perfect storm of, of circumstances, but uh, we were watching The Cat Returns, uh-huh. and there was something about, like, the art style plus the weather plus, like, just the sounds of outside that made me... Like, it transported me back to, like, when we were growing up and we would go to Botchina Grandpa's house mm-hmm. and, like, be watching something in her guest bedroom. Yeah. Like, I felt like I was there. Like, I smelled the, the food she was making. Like, yeah. and that gave me childlike mm-hmm. wonder. Um, is there anything like that that in your day-to-day you feel? Um, I guess, like, sometimes when, you know... Like, video games kind of give you that energy, mm-hmm. like, because I think that, like, I'm still such a, like, avid fan of Pokemon that, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, you know, I feel that, like, transportation to, like, my childhood. Or, like, I'll see things on um, Instagram, uh-huh. and, like, it'll be, like, artwork of Pokemon. Or, like, the other day, for some reason, my feed started popping up, like, Kirby things. Uh-huh. And I, like, love Kirby. So, like, I felt like that child, like, wonderment, like, seeing all the things because it was all these, like, pastel colors and these, like, wonderful, like, settings. And I think, like, you know... You have that childlike wonderment when you're like, oh my god, what would it be like to be in that like environment? Yeah. I always think that's really cool. And like Ghibli films are like very interactive, where yeah. you're just like, wow, that's so cool. Like now I want to visit Japan and be in the countryside because yeah. <laughs> for some reason I'm there. Where you're like, oh, yeah. oh I want to be in Tokyo and I want to be in this big city and all these like things happening. Yeah. Um, so I think that like you know like some things that like transport me there are like like art and like video games and all those things. I think it's something that a lot of people are missing in their lives too. Yeah. I think I think having that, like that pure, <laughs> unadulterated like love and excitement mm-hmm. is something you almost grow out of. And yeah. I I think it I think a lot of people would be a lot happier if they maintained at least small portions of that in their life. Yeah, I think I was talking to a friend about it recently. That I think that's what like really kills people. Like not like like literally. actually murders them. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> this thing comes out of your body. And goes, ee, ee. Yeah. <laughs> no, it like kills you to just like, you know, like lose those things that you enjoy because it's mm-hmm. like you think that you have to be grown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, you know, like uh, the people who seem to be living their best life are oh, the people yeah. who find the things that like give them that joy exactly. instead mm-hmm. of like settling into things because like I have friends that are older and that are like, oh, you know, I don't do anything. I go home, I parent, I do whatever. But like, you know, like our parents were always very interactive with us. So like, you know. They do you, found joy. Do you think maybe... Uh, sorry, this is actually going to get deep now. Do you think maybe <laughs> that's why some people, like, have kids is to recapture that childlike wonder? Like, because, you know, we're, as adults, going to go to Disneyland. A lot of people <laughs> will only go to Disneyland if they have small children. Yeah. Do you think that's something, like, they had kids and they go, oh, now I could go and enjoy these things still because my, my excuse is that I have a kid. Um, Like, some people are. <laughs> no, 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 some people, no, not our parents. I think our parents both have, have maintained a little bit of that, that childlike wonder. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe. I mean, I, I think that, like, you know, it's in a lot of situations, I think that, like, having children is circumstantial. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, you, yeah. like, not all people planned on it, but, like, I guess, like, maybe some people see it from the perspective that they can still, like, enjoy those, like... Through their child, though, instead yeah. of for themselves. Yeah. Like, the same person who would be get excited about having, like, going to Disneyland with their child uh-huh. wouldn't ha- would still have that same excitement if they didn't have kids, but they don't let themselves. Maybe, yeah. I think that, like, is a definite thing because, you know, some people just, just don't want to do that or, like... Some people go to Disneyland without their children. Oh, I like, yeah, no, walked I... into work the other day and like the lady who was taking my temperature was like, oh my God, I want to go to Disneyland. And I'm like talking to her and she's like, yeah, like my kid's pass is expired, but you know, me and my husband are going. <laughs> <laughs> she's like older too. Like she's probably well, see, in her 40s. Disneyland is one of those rare exceptions. <laughs> yeah. I, but I think that applies to other things. Like yeah. I know, um, I, I don't know, I'm trying to name drop. Uh, we have a, a, a friend essentially who... Uh, plays Pokemon Go with their kid because they love Pokemon, <laughs> but wouldn't have played that by themselves. Yeah, I think. See, that's where I'm talking about, and and they're way into it now, like way more into it than I most people I've ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, so I think it, like like that's that's where I get the idea that maybe sometimes people feel like they need to have a kid to be able to still feel that, even mm-hmm. though they could definitely feel that on their own. They just it's you know society beats it out of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair because it's like you know you. you some, some people are more apprehensive to be looked like as, like, a child or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I think that, you know, you know, there's a lot of, like, stigmas from, like, yeah. baby boomers now. That they're, like, the boomers hate it. <laughs> yeah, like, why aren't you growing up? Yeah. And I think it's, like, I, I, I the conversation I had with a friend was that, like, you know, I think that some people envy that we hold on to things mm-hmm. and, like... They, they felt the need to be forced to grow up. Yeah. And I get it. It's, like, a different circumstance in where we grow up and, like, you know, mm-hmm. the time of the world. But, like, you know, like, I think that as long as you do grow as a person, then that's what matters, not so much that you can't hold on to things that make you happy. <laughs> yeah. I also have to say, it's weird what people have, like, pick and choose is, like, adult and, and like, too youthful, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's crazy that, like, there's grown men who basically associate so aggressively with sports that they're wearing other grown men's names on their backs <laughs> and like that's not childish yeah but you know you build a lightsaber and you're a baby yeah i mean yeah that's true because you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i think the whole thing about a jersey for me is just like i'm like that looks comfy i don't wear that you know some people just are so fascinated with a certain person that they're just like yeah but like that kind of like obsession with like a sports team what is the difference between that and comic books you know like i love these characters so i buy a batman shirt you love this other grown man so you buy (laughs) but you're not gay question mark question mark (laughs) are sports gay do you like all those men smashing into each other (laughs) wow do you like all those grown men grown men millionaires hugging each other and falling down questionable so weird honestly the thing about sports to me is just like so strange because like why did they get paid to do this like i want to get paid for something i enjoy like agreed <laughs> what <laughs> all right so now i feel like that was a good warm-up into like the the heavier uh topic that i thought of okay so this is specific to you okay because i think we have very different experiences mm-hmm. i'm setting i'm giving a lot of setup here yeah. <laughs> uh so I think this last year you kind of had like, like a personal crisis of direction. No, girl. 
Uh, and I think, I think as the year went on, you were trying to figure out what you want in your life yeah, and trying to figure out what, what path to go on. Mm -hmm. And I think that was difficult for you. I mean, it's especially difficult when, you know, all you can do is sit at home with your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you're, you're, you know, in a, in a majority, honestly, because I think a lot of people this last year. When they were stuck alone with their thoughts, they question a lot. <laughs> but I think it's very different for me, who from a very young age yeah. knew exactly what I wanted, yeah, and and basically pursued that till right now, mm-hmm. where I'm continuing to do that. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to just pick your brain about that journey for you and how you feel now versus how you felt at the beginning of mm-hmm. when you felt like you're having this kind of crisis. Yeah. So go ahead and speak on it. So let's start at the beginning. Um. just stay away from the the mic if you're gonna do it (laughs) um so i think like coming out of school like i always had the feeling that like i like liked public health but i love public health Mm -hmm. um i like the idea i love the idea of being preventative before you get to like being ill or things like that like you know like the doctor being like jenny stop eating spicy food and you're like um (laughs) Um, no (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know like teaching people how to live their life to be better off the most healthy they can be yeah Yeah. and not have to end up in the hospital so being primary and secondary versus tertiary (laughs) um whoa (laughs) um so I think like I always loved that and like I always wanted to like teach so I was like oh you know I'll eventually get my PhD um but like coming out of school I was just so burnt out like (laughs) I just really felt tired because like you know like dealing with COVID and mm-hmm. my job and everything else was like exhausting when like everyone else was having like the greatest time. They're like, Oh, I like get to go home and like, you know, be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over here. Like I still work at this job where I have to sit at this desk and I have to manage this building and uh-huh. I have to make sure people aren't destroying things. And then you're like, I have people in this building that are smoking pot. And I'm like, I have to call the police now. And then they're like, you can't come in my room. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Yeah. Um, so like things like that were just wearing on me. So like I came out of it and I was just like kind of excited for grad school. But then I was like, oh my God, all of a sudden I got this notification from Boston. And they're like, oh, you're in. And I'm like, I guess I'm moving to Boston, even though I committed to NAU, whatever. <laughs> so I think that like, I was like excited to do that, but it was like, then I was like, it's expensive and like you know I'd love to live in Boston but then it's like do I want to live in Boston during COVID time yeah like, you know I could do that down the road in my life and find a real job and like be well off and you know living in Boston so I was just like then I kind of like went through that phase during the summer where I was just like man looking for a place to live is hard because they can't even go out there to check things out yeah um and then like I was making like friends through like the, the portal. yeah and I was like we're gonna live together I don't know you, but we're gonna live together so like that was stressful and kind of crazy so do you think do you think because it almost because because now you've you're at the tail end of the, this crisis right mm-hmm. and I still think you're 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 changing direction pretty consistently yeah. right I mean you just now kind of you know made a solid foundation again yeah. and have a, a plan again do you think it was circumstantial? This it was this last year that causes cri- like this personal crisis, or do you think this would have happened regardless? Um, I think I had like a little bit of an existential crisis with like my relationship with like what I wanted to do in public health, just mm-hmm. because like I think I understood that like the avenue that like had been kind of set up for me that all the things that I learned that were kind of like in my like niche area mm-hmm. were to do like health education and things like that 
um, which would more so not be like just teaching like grad or grad students, college students, but like, you know, working with K through 12 or yeah. adults or people who have HIV or things like that. Mm. Um, so like, I kind of knew that that was like the direction that like I paid for all my coursework and things. Um, so I think that like, for me, I had to kind of like reflect on that and be like, uh, like, is that what I want or things like that? Because like, even if I got my PhD, like I was like starting to be kind of critical of like what I would want to do research in, Mm -hmm. um, specifically. And, um, I think that kind of led into like the fall when I was applying to programs and like Mm -hmm. I applied to a PhD program and I was kind of like, you know, coming up with a thought on what I would do. Um, and that was kind of like the moment where I was like, oh, like, do I want to do this? Yeah. Because, you know... It's a big commitment. Yeah, and your PhD is, like, very niche. Like, yes. you know, you have a certain project that you write your entire thesis about. And I was just, like, sitting there, I was just like, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't want... I don't know if I want to sit down and do these things. Yeah. Um, and then I think that, like, you know, there's some, like, stigmas about, like, the area of public health that, like, I kind of want to lean into. Like... Mm. You know, like I want to lean into like health policy mm-hmm. and you know stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, no one wants to talk about their political beliefs yeah. or anything like that. So. Well, I mean, a lot of people actually do want to talk about their political beliefs. We just don't want to hear them. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, I think that that was kind of like, I mean, our family's not super political except for like grandpa, but <laughs> yeah. but that's like grandpa. Yeah. Um. So I think that like that was part of it. Like I didn't like to like look at like the other things. Like mm-hmm. I like law and I like policy and I yeah. like those things. So I think that like, you know, I kind of was bouncing around all the things and then nursing, teaching, all mm-hmm. of the, cause like, you know, I feel like nursing and teaching are like the far extremes of like what I want to be doing. Like public health kind of sits like right in the middle mm-hmm. and then it's like nursing is like direct interaction with people to mm-hmm. do that stuff teaching so or i could put it on the scale so like primary like um prevention is education and things like that secondary is like um screening and stuff mm-hmm. and then tertiary is like um, in hospital yeah. care um so i guess you know like i was thinking on that end for that and then like primary i was like oh i could just be a teacher and just get it over with um <clears throat> But then I was just like, uh, like, you know, like nursing would be hard because it would mean I'd have to go back to school to find other coursework and then finally apply to nursing school. And there's no guarantee on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already know I'm in school <laughs> to go to grad school. Yeah. And then teaching would be like, I'd have to reapply again. And I was like, still don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I think that like bouncing around like all of those things, I was just like, you know, I have all of these skills because our parents blessed us with the fact that we have big brains. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, oh, I have adept skills in most of these things, mm. but like, what should I do? And I like realized that, you know, like, especially with like the political climate, that there's a lot to be done. And I think that like, people don't talk about public health and the policy scale until now. And they're mm. like, oh my God, public health wall. <laughs> <laughs> Epidemiology who? So like, I think that like, that's become more relevant to me that I'm like, oh, I like that. Like, I'm interested in listening to politics. Like, like you know, I like listening to like Senate arguments and mm. things like that. And like, that'd well, be you were Well, you are a minority, man. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I think that that's like why I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good at, like, listening and Mm kind of taking in thought um, and, like, critical analysis. Um, 
which is like not health education. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I'm not critically thinking about anything. I'm just like, hey, you should wear a condom or you might get an STI. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to need you like a broaden you up a little bit because I think while your experience is, is relatable, I think your specific, specific experience is less relatable. Okay. So I want to like broaden this up so for for someone who because I think I think your situation is more common than mm-hmm. than you would think right yeah I think there's a lot of young people who have things mm-hmm. that they like or are interested in yeah but then realize quickly that that's not necessarily what they want to do with their whole lives yeah and then have already spent a lot of time working in that and then switch over so when you when you first had this like kind of change of heart right mm-hmm. did you feel panic about it? Um, I think that I felt panicked because, like, I already knew I was good at public health. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I connect with professors. I connect with, like, professional work connections. Um, like, I'm good at that. So, Mm -hmm. like, I think that I was like, oh, this is kind of scary because it was, like, all of a sudden, like, if I swung myself into something else, then I'd be like, oh, this is not in my general wheelhouse of things that I'm trained on or I'm So you feel better because you stayed kind of in a similar lane just a different direction yeah Yeah, I think that like it's important because like you know sometimes you don't need to throw away your entire experience or like maybe you have a degree in business right Mm -hmm. and you're like oh I really hate working for this company that sells motor parts (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that's very specific but okay (laughs) yeah but like or like what if you what if your degree is in um what is that called um marketing Mm -hmm. so you're like oh well I could go market something that I enjoy yeah like you know I think that like looking at the same subject that you're in but like also like at different routes of that is important um because I think like for me a lot of people that I was surrounded with in public health were like oh well I I want to be a nurse Mm -hmm. so like eventually like I will be a nurse um and I'm like that's kind of complex and you know like hard to fathom that like you know you're getting a degree in something but you just intend to go back to school eventually and like that's the only option for you yeah so I think like for me I was like oh well I'm in the minority like I want to go all the way with my public health experience and get my doctorate at some point Mm. in public health which would be very niche (laughs) you know um so I guess that you know, it's just about, like, looking at what you're good at and also kind of, like, putting yourself in different experiences. Um, like, in the past couple months, like, because my position title changed, like, I've been doing a lot more, like, administrative yes. functions. And you hate it. And I I hate people telling me to do things <laughs> that, like, they don't know what they're doing. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, where am I supposed to find the answers? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, I don't know. Google. <laughs> You know, YouTube has been a great friend to me in the past, like, <laughs> two months because they, I'm the assigned person, they paid for, like, Adobe Pro uh-huh. for me specifically, uh-huh. so I'm the only one who has in the office, so they'll send me, like, documents and, um... Google's a good friend. Yeah, YouTube shows me the way. <laughs> like, I'm like, I have no idea, so... Okay, so I, I guess, I, I'm trying to pick apart what you're saying, so I guess what I'm like understanding Mm -hmm. is that sometimes if you feel like like so someone who has this crisis right they've spent a lot of time or money pursuing one path yeah maybe they shouldn't feel necessarily that the rug's pulling out from pulling out from under them Mm -hmm. but more so that life is pivoting them you know 
they may still be able to use the skills they've learned. I think I think that's that's true of most things. I think most college educations yeah. are applicable to just everyday life. I mean, you're gonna have better writing skills, you're gonna have better communication skills in general. Unless you're like a math major, then well, then you're probably you yeah, a, you're a big a big nerd. <laughs> might be in a oops. Yeah. Okay, so I think I think that's kind of what I was what was hoping to hear because again, it's kind of unrelatable for me. I've always kind of known exactly w- yeah. who I am and what I want. Yeah. And it was it was interesting this last year seeing you kind of find refine your your direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that's something a lot of people are going through. And I was I was hoping you'd give some kind of advice like that. Yeah, I think that as long as you kind of stick with your gut and you kind of go in that direction like I think for me like I looked into other jobs mm-hmm. and well I looked at jobs mostly that were in my area of expertise so like education and like a lot of the things were like oh well you need a master's and then you need like a chase which is like a certified health education specialist exam mm-hmm. which is expensive yeah so I just spent however much money on my master's and yeah. then they're going to be like oh you still need more yeah <laughs> and I'm like I don't want that. Like, I want someone to be like, you have an MPH, you are qualified to do mm. this, or whatever. Like, you know, when people ask about management positions, because my emphasis is public health policy and management, mm-hmm. like, if someone's looking for a manager, they're not like, oh, like, do you have a management certificate? Like, who has yeah. a management certificate? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you have a degree that says management, so yeah. you're qualified. Yeah. Or it's like a master's in business administration. They're like, oh, you're qualified. Mm. I'm like, I work with people who have MBAs, and I'm like, you're not qualified to do any of these things, but sure. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> realistically, it's like, you know, look at jobs that might interest you, see what you mm. might need, or if, like, you're not qualified, and, or, and, like, unless, like, I guess, like, unless you're in, like, some very specific thing, like, teaching, I guess, would be mm. one of those things where it's like, if you don't want to teach, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> your degrees in teaching. <laughs> and then I think before we move on to the to, to your topic, I think the other thing I want to like stress is like life is too short to no matter how much time you put into something to continue pursuing something you're you don't love. Yeah, like what's the point? I mean, so, so say you sink even twenty years of your life into you know studying something, and then you realize you hate it. Who cares about those twenty years? Move on. Do something that's gonna make you yeah. feel more fulfilled. Uh, I think. I think that's kind of what I hope people would live by. I know most people won't, but I hope. Yeah. I hope people don't continue going through their life miserably. Yeah, I think that's like, uh, like, you know, the pressure of most of our parents is that like they want us to succeed, mm-hmm. and you know by any means <laughs> like they well, want to be measure- financially stable yeah i was gonna say what's i guess financial stability is the measurement of success damn <laughs> so yeah money's overrated you may run the world <laughs> but it's overrated all right let's double check see if we got any comments and we don't <laughs> all right garrett it's time for your topic you think of anything i feel like after talking about that i'm like i, I would rather think of something like complex and that's so why i'm like you can, you can think of something like, because usually that's kind of how it, it plays out. Like, I start with a heavy topic, and then my host, my co-host is like, that was heavy. Here's a lighter one. Mm. But if you want to talk about something complex, go for it. Mm. <laughs> you could talk about culture. What? Okay, we have to... Our culture. 
So, so niche right. it down. So, what is the question? It has to be phrased as a question. Um, hmm. It's a lot of dead air. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> what do you feel like is like your greatest pride about like being like an Asian person or a Persian person or a white lady. <laughs> How dare you? My favorite part about being a white lady is being able to go to the manager and ask why their employees are acting this way. No, oh, uh, is that why you cut your hair like that? I'll end you. <laughs> you leave the comedy to me. I, I don't know. I, I, I actually think that my favorite part about our culture in general is just growing up multiracial, right? Yeah. Like I think I think having the perspective of someone who's you know pulls a little bit from multiple cultures, mm-hmm. I think has made my view of the wor- world more broad. Yeah. And I think I think that's something that even though I every day of my life look like a white lady, uh, I I still feel like I have um more lifelong culture mm-hmm. than most people. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I, I think I think it has made us both more accepting people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be I think it would be hard for both like I, I don't even know if either of us could even fathom some of the like really harsh biases some people hold. Yeah. Like, cause we, we have loved ones who have experienced, you know, prejudice. So I think it's made us very, uh, like prejudice repellent. I think we, Mm -hmm. we hate prejudice. (laughs) Um, I think it's just, I think it's made me a more well-rounded individual. I think that's my favorite part. There's nothing specifically like there's stuff I love about most of our, our, our background. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I, I, I love the just I'd say like diligence of of like the Japanese part of our our mm-hmm. family like I think I think it's a culture of people who are you know very f- forward moving and and have a lot of uh why the face <laughs> nothing that I'll say that will be recorded for the rest of history okay I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> record it for the rest of history uh, I don't know. I, I think I think there's something good to pull away from all of it. I don't know much about the Iranian part of our, our culture. <laughs> like uh, I, I I yep. I have almost nothing from that. Uh, <laughs> what about you? Um, I always just think that like like learning from our culture, like you know, being queer POCs, like you know. It like represents like you know all of these diverse experiences because like I mean know. speak for yourself. No one in on the planet <laughs> would look at me and go, "Yeah, she's a person of color." Like <laughs> that white lady. Yeah, no, no, I <laughs> see, but like the twenty three and me will come back and be like, "Look, well, I'm just gonna go, wow, you were adopted," <laughs> and then I and then and then I'm gonna feel real weird about some of the the culture that I've appropriated if I'm not actually Japanese. I mean, or it'll be like it'll be like switched at birth. You know? That would make me very upset. I don't want to think about that. We look alike. We look alike, right? (laughs) Yeah, Jenny's beard's just like mine. (laughs) You mean Elise? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that lady outside. Who is she? Why is she always in your house? (laughs) Your roommate. As our Asian side would say, Jenny's roommate. Oh my god, they were roommates. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like, you know, like I think that 
like that diverse perspective on like life in general, mm-hmm. like you're saying, is like interesting because you know I feel like I do accept more people and I mm-hmm. love to connect with like other people and like hear their experience because yeah. you know I think that's important to the dialogue. You know that like not a lot of people choose to engage with um, because it's like you know. <laughs> Like nothing to like be shady, but like oh, I mean, I can't wait. Any sentence that start with starts with not to be shady is gonna be shady. But like, you know, like I feel like you know you have those people who are like, oh, like, what's your background? And mostly white people, mm. and then they're like, oh, you're Asian, whatever, blah blah blah. They're like, cool, like, but they don't care to continue that conversation. Yeah. Whereas like you know someone else who has like a diverse background is like oh cool like you know like what do you what like do you do any of these things with your family or mm-hmm. like do you like i've had people be like oh like do you not do the like shoes inside thing like when they come over and i'm like no that's not a thing <laughs> that's not a thing here <laughs> girl that's a stereotype <laughs> well you know a pretty often true stereotype yeah a stereotype nonetheless <laughs> so like you know like i think that like People are people are more questioning on those things, but like people who don't have as diverse of a background are kind mm. of like they don't think to ask those questions or prompt the things that you're thinking about or like you know. Um, I guess like that's like a like I think that that's fun to like engage with people yeah. on that topic because you know like I guess not always am I like thinking about it like you know I don't feel like like <laughs> there's like a stamp on my forehead that's like culture (laughs) yeah so it's like you know when people want to like have that conversation i think it's very validating do you ever do people ever think you're white um i think that like some people do Mm -hmm. um but like fairly often like people will misprofile me like i told mom the other day that like some people think that i'm mexican Mm mm-hmm and she's like, what? <laughs> mom, mom is a, a duck. That's why, if, if anyone's confused by the impression of what, it's yeah. because our mother is a duck. <laughs> yeah. So, like, um, which is, like, funny because, like, you know, like, I know Mexican people that I'm, like, you don't look Mexican at all. Like, this lady at work who I never said anything to her, mm. but, like, she was, like, we were talking, or she came up to my desk one day and she was, mm. like, we are talking and something came up with, I was, like, oh, well, I'm Asian. And she's like, oh, really? Like, she's like, I thought you were whatever, and I can't remember what it was. And then she's like, people always think that I'm Asian. And I'm like, I thought she was Asian. And then she's <laughs> like, I'm not. And I'm like, wow. I'm very... How the tables have turned. Yeah, so, like, you know, like, even like that, like, you know, like, you can look at someone and not see yeah. the, like, the stamp of whatever is yeah. that identity. The, the What made me ask that, though, is have there ever been times in your life, because this has happened to me many a time, where because people don't know your background, they'll say something racist, and you have to clock them for it. Um, yeah, you know, like, like, cause, uh, you know, like, a lot of Asian cultures take a lot of backlash, just, mm. because, like, people don't, don't think about those things as, you know, racist. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being in, like, middle school like mm-hmm. like thinking back on this like I wish like I had like the complex thought to be like I should have said something and that that was super unacceptable but like someone called one of our teachers by the wrong name and this other teacher was Asian mm-hmm. and then she like pulled her eyes tight oh my god was, okay like, this is aggressive racism I thought it was gonna be something like my like oh, I bet you get good grades no this is no. this is full-blown and she's like do I look like and I was like wow like you know like because like it didn't occur to me till like so much later that I was just like that was just 
blatant racism. Wow, yeah, no, that was, that's hardcore racism. Yeah, so, like, you know, like, I think that, like, like, microaggressions will happen a lot more frequently, mm-hmm. like, when you're not saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, even, like, you know, certain friends are just, like, like, they don't understand the plight of people who are different than them. Mm-hmm. Um, usually still white people. <laughs> it, it almost always is. I hate, yeah. I hate to say it because that's the community I look like I'm a part of. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's, like, funny because, like, it, it's just so strange to me because, you know, I never have people of color coming up to me being like, oh, like, what's your background? Versus people who are white are always asking me, like, oh, like, what are you? Like, you look so exotic or stupid things like that. <laughs> well, see, even even saying exotic, that's racist. Yeah. Like, like I know, I know, it, like, historically, people have been like, that's fine, but it's not right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like even that's, like, weird. Like, you know, like, it, it seems so interesting to me. Or, or maybe it's, like, because some white people feel, like, this, like, sense that they really need to try mm. to, like, be more Sometimes accepting. it's worse. Yeah, like, because it's, <laughs> Sometimes like... Sometimes things that are accepting are worse. Yeah, because, like, you know, like, if someone's going to ask me what I am, like, mm. I'd much rather have a conversation about it versus it being, like, cool! Yeah, no, like, I get that. Okay, why did you ask if you didn't really want to talk about it? <laughs> like, they yeah. like... Or, or, like, you know, like, the... Like, are they not like, oh, like, do you have family from blah, Iran? Blah, blah. Yeah. Like, or something like that. Like, they're always just like, cool, fun. Yeah. You're, you're fun. Look, look how woke I am for asking you. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, I guess, like, that's always strange because it's like, you know, culture is important, but, yeah. you know. All right. So now, before we before we start wrapping up the show, I wanted to touch on, on, on the, the, the first part of your question. Um, is there anything stereotypical from our culture that you feel like is something that you love? Oh, because hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say it because I've been consuming so much lately. Anime, I'm oh, a big anime I fan. I do love anime. And is it is it chicken or the egg? Do I love anime because I'm Asian, or am I Asian because I love anime? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're Asian because you love anime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I, I think it's like Mean like, Girls. Uh, Becca, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah. No, I think that like you know I I do love a lot of like I love the food in our culture. Oh wait, well, um, but look, it'd be weird if you if, if someone did it. The food is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it'd be cool if we could try Persian food or whatever. Because I think, like, technically, yeah. like, I know we're Iranian. Um, but, like, I think, like, technically the food would be of, like, Persian yeah. descent because, like, that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, I think that, like, I do feel, like, like, anime makes me feel connected to, like, the culture because it's, like, you know, or even, like, you know, slice of life anime where it's, like, you yeah. know, they're doing something very Asian and you're just, like, wow, like... <laughs> it me! Yeah, like, you're, like, or, like, they live in these cute little apartments yeah. in Tokyo and I'm, like, can I kaboom my life yet and go to Tokyo and, like, learn Japanese? You know, why did our parents do this to us? Why don't we know Japanese? Why you is know, Japanese? Yeah, sorry, I'm just gonna touch on this because if people, like, listen to the show week to week, it's funny that you brought up kabooming your life because on the last episode with Asia... Mm-hmm. 
we talked about kabooming your life and kabooming I ta- my life no, no, no not yours yeah. <laughs> but I talked about how that's kind of your thing you always go like oh you want to kaboom your life and yeah. I and I but it's funny that you brought it up just because like no one says that but you I've never heard of anyone calling <laughs> kabooming your life which is funny because like you know in like four years you'll hear that on like the tv and then you'll be like what the what the heck I can't believe like, you're taking credit for that yeah I mean you know because there's something that people say a lot that you say now or you used to say what is it? I don't know, but I was thinking it the other day when I was watching TV with mom, and I'm just like, Jenny said that, like, forever ago. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm a culture creator. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, like, things, like, get tossed around, uh-huh. um, but, yeah, kabooming your life, you yeah. know? I'm very fond of that. I think that, like, it's very relevant to everything. Yes. To me, especially. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, okay, back to our conversation earlier about, you know, careers and things. Uh-huh. Sometimes you need to kaboom your life to feel right. Oh, okay, don't give that advice. I think no, 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 no. I'm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like sometimes you need to take yourself out of the situation that you're in and put yourself somewhere that feels better, which would be kabooming your life because it's like you know, like don't don't take it the like aggressive way. Like sometimes kabooming your life is just you know restarting whatever. Like, yeah. Starting somewhere where you're not in the elevated position or yeah. whatever because it's like see see you're reappropriating kabooming your life. You're making it more about. Just a reset instead of, you know, pulling a Gone Girl. Well, I never told you to pull Gone Girl. I, I told you you could move to Japan, but, like, that's because I think that'd be cool and it means I can come visit, duh. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, you know, you have to, like, kind of understand that, like, your your life is not, like, it, like anything could you're, go in your life. Yeah, and your life is not set in stone. You're, you're your own master right yeah. like you could you could take your direct your, your direction in every in any life you want take yeah. your life in any direction yeah because you know if you like maybe it is that move you mm-hmm. know that would kind of kaboom your life like because i don't think people talk about that very often that like you know like and can watch like five minutes of this movie yesterday mm-hmm. and um like one of the main whole the plots already was that this guy wanted to move to upstate new york and i think they're from like the like nyc Mm -hmm. and you know upstate new york is like country area yeah um and like it was a big deal like it was like why would you do this like blah 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 and like you know like we talk about that in television but like Mm -hmm. it's not the thing we talk about in life like you know maybe you need to move to be in a better situation like maybe you know you live in los angeles and it's, not it's expensive yeah. and you know you would rather live in the suburbs <laughs> yeah you should move to the suburbs yeah, it's okay it, just because it's not what the world around you thinks is like the right move doesn't mean it's not the right move for you yeah because you you can you can find well most things like unless you're like you like a digital person uh-huh. or a media person or yeah, i'm know, a digital person of, yeah. <laughs> i just disappear <laughs> she's not real that's the real gag of it all um so like you know like as long as you have, like, a career path that, like, has any sense of flexibility at all, mm-hmm. then there's different places for you. Like, you know, I, I'm a public health person. You could be anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. I, I could I could be, like, I'm going to go do public health in Africa because, like, you know, their structural stuff is not great. Um, they have, in South Africa, the highest rate of HIV AIDS in the entire world. So they really need help with, like, their programming structure. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Like, you know, as long as you feel that you can find another job or you, you find a job and you want to move, like, kaboom your life. Like, don't, and as long as you're happy. don't feel stuck yeah. anywhere because, you know, like, 
I love our family, but like, you know, if I had an opportunity to be like, someone was like, you could have this beautiful job in New York City. And I was like, bye bye. Bye. Like, yeah. I'm not going to turn down dream job in New York City for yeah. our family. Like, I see them, they retired. They come visit me. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> They, they should be working around our schedules. Yeah. So, like, you know, family's important, but, like, you know, don't don't let anyone hold you back. I mean, unless you have a partner, I guess, that they have reason to... Well, no, no, no. At that point, it's not holding you back. back. It's about it's about uh, compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Don't kaboom their life because you're like, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, so... be, 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 be conscious of the people around you. Yeah. You're gone girling. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like, don't be like... We're breaking up if you don't go with me. <laughs> like, yeah, well, don't be a bad person. Yeah. Like, that's the advice you're getting. Yeah, don't be, don't be a meanie. Yeah. All right, so. I'm going to take the comments real quick, and then we'll None. start wrapping. Damn. We had a lot of comments last week. Oh. Maybe it was a more fun topic. Maybe we're boring. Together. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> I... I mean, you had a topic, too. I had two topics, in fact. So it, <laughs> so might no be, it is my fault, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so uh, thank you for coming on. I really had fun talking to you. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't talk to you normally, but I had fun talking to you while being recorded for the interweb for interweb? Interweb <laughs> forever. Oh my gosh. That sounds like something dirty. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, again, we're live every Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Twitch, and then the show is you know uploaded to any platform you listen to podcasts on, mm. I think. I don't know. I just put it on Anchor and they do the rest. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for hanging out. See you guys next week. Uh, bye. Bye.